Beer Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Tony from the Red Bear Podcast, and I'm hanging out as usual with my boy. What's going on, dude? What up? It's Cooley. Yeah, so uh, guys, we're actually hanging out uh, with a special guest today. Uh, you guys know him as Jim Rock. Say what's up, buddy. Buenos dias, amigos and amigas. <laughs> so uh, we are actually, uh, yeah, we're recording with, with Jim Kelly today. Pretty excited to have you on the show, man. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with both of you. Hell yeah, man. So, um, dude, we, uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, I, I can't wait to actually go over these, these things with you. But uh, we talked about this last podcast and kind of hinted upon that we were talking about it. And Jim, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Cooley, your wife actually uh, set it up so that you'd be talking to a medium soon. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, I mean, the only thing that I can tell you, because obviously I haven't gone yet, is that on June 21st, I'm going to sit down with the medium. One-on-one, mm-hmm. -on -one, I'm sorry to interject, one-on-one, -on -one, just you... Well, it's going to be me and Courtney okay. uh, sitting with her together, just kind of like doing our thing. And um, the uh, the cool thing about it is that she encourages her. What do you call them? Like her. Her dupes. I don't even know what that means. What is. Yeah. What's a what's a dupe? I don't know. Like the people that who's what do you call the people that like go to a medium and like actually get like sucked in and like. Oh, you mean the people that actually believe it? Or like yeah. skeptics, you mean? Like, or no, no. A skeptic people that get is someone who doesn't in? believe it. The her pe people. Like a mark? Her marks, yeah. Uh, yeah, she encourages us to actually record the session. So oh, gonna, so, okay. So I'm going to record the session. Now, I, I, um, I'm going to go into every interaction that I have with anybody like this, obviously with uh, a good amount of skepticism, but also... Uh, open to to hopefully hear something from the other side because there are family members that I have that have passed on and that I would love to hear from and if this is actually legit then I'll know it you know because there are definitely things that I'm a very like I'm very closed-lipped man I don't I don't talk about like my my feelings and my uh my interactions with my family members and stuff like that, that, you know, that I hold dear to me because that's, it's special to me. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I don't like spread that word. It's not any, and they're not famous and it's not anybody that like, there's no way that there, there are things that there's no way that this woman will know. Like that if she says something that is real, then I'll know it, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be like that easy. I'll, oh, she, she said something about the color red. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're right? not going to like, like look for something to relate it to. Exactly. No, I'm not going to hunt for it. So like if she says something that like, there's no possible way that she could know that, then I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be hooked. Uh, and it'll be all recorded. So that'll be something that we can definitely share with our listeners. Uh, you know, when it's said and done, uh, obviously if it's too personal, there'll be certain things that I cut, but there'll be certain things that I leave in that. I mean, I have no problem uh, sharing. So that's actually, uh, something I'm looking forward to. Which, that, sh that should be really cool. Have you done any background check on this? Is it the medium a woman? It is, but I haven't. Okay. See, one of the things I think is cool about this too, is if I think if anybody is going to go see a medium, I think it would be interesting to have you go because you've been openly a skeptic about all of this. Right. So if something actually 
rings true or kind of hits you like you get blindsided by it and you didn't expect it. Like that's what I'm looking to hear about. You know what I mean? So of course I dude, I hope that, I hope that it does work out for you. I mean, if you're looking to get some kind of answers, I hope you get those answers, but, um, this will just either, (laughs) either, uh, help you become, keep being a skeptic (laughs) or it will actually just open the door to, you know, being a little bit more open-minded, I guess, about things that you might've thought not have been real at some point. But I promise you, if, Something happens that kind of opens me up a little bit. It's not like the floodgates are going to be open. No, no. But you're also not going to be a skeptic. Not, not going to say you like you know you're a skeptic and go in there and and just you know make sure you don't find anything. If something comes up, it comes up, and mm-hmm. you'll be open about it, which is, right. which is which is awesome. I'm I'm very skeptical about this stuff too. I my my mom goes to see a lot of them, a lot of them, and I didn't know that. Yeah, she does. She's really? a fan. Yeah, she okay. also, she kind of like, a, she works at a place that hosts a lot of mediums too. And she always puts herself on the list so that she's working when they're there. And to me, it just seems like, uh, hey, everybody. All right. I am seeing shoes. And then someone's <laughs> like, my late husband wore shoes. And they're like, oh, yes, yes. Yes. Was it black shoes? <laughs> he had black shoes. He's like, oh my God. Did they have souls? Oh, no, 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 no. That was me. That was me. <laughs> my oh, brother oh. my brother died. He had shoes with souls. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'm they sorry. were black. Yes, I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. But what? let's stick with you. What, what were the... <laughs> Did, was there socks involved? Oh no 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 that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, the socks have passed over. They <laughs> the socks say they're in a better place. <laughs> the socks say they're in a better place. Stupid. Oh man. I, I mean, I I, I your, brought the other sock. <laughs> as your mom, you will be reunited in heaven. Has your mom ever actually see, like? She does she has she attested to anything like real has come through? She's told me that she's believed. I think one of them, right? And I I basically I'm a kind of an asshole about it, and I'm just like, that's bullshit, mom. Right. You you don't know what you're talking about, but I'm. What do I fucking know? Right. I mean, I don't know. I've never really been to. A medium. I mean, I guess I've been to a psychic, if you want to call it that. And that person was trying to tell me my future. And dude, and it was at Rhode Island College. It was in like the student union ballroom. They had like this like this psychic day. And I went in and I'm like, whatever is on like my break. Or I was working at like Campus Card and they were like, oh, just go if you want. We're dead. So I walked up there. I sat down with this guy and he's like, uh, he's, he's looking at ours. And it was a girl actually. He's looking. She's uh, looking at my palm. And she goes, oh, you have these lines, you know, it means that she goes, I see you in a field. of." <laughs> I said, well, what do you, I actually asked her, I said, what do you think I'm going to, you know, what's in my future? Like, what do you think? And she goes, I see you in a field of meteorology. And I go, I said, like, really? I was like, I've never had an interest in meteorology before. And she goes, and then we start talking more. It's like another five minutes. And I'm very like wary of the questions she's asking me, like what she's trying to find out. And so just to throw it out there, I go. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know what I want to do in my life. I was like, I, I was like, right now, I was like, you know, I like to entertain. I was like, I'm taking some acting classes. Like five minutes later, she goes, 
I see you in a field of entertainment. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like I said, you just said meteorology. And then I told you I act. So you said entertainment. I was like, I think I'm done. I went to, I went to one of those, uh, with my friend, uh, Roger. Right. And, um, she told Roger, she's like, I see you in a very famous band. And that's not the case. He's very, he's very happy. He's happily married. Yeah. But he's not touring the world. No. Nor does he need to. But I'm just saying, like, she screwed that up. Yeah, she messed that up big time. So apparently this this uh, medium had seen, like, a friend of the family's or whatever. And, you know, they said some things that were really, like, strangely ringing true. Like, right, uh, right. like, oh, you know, I see a woman and she's with a little girl and, you know, she says that she's, you know, still with you guys and she sees you through the eyes of the owls. Now, apparently, like the mother of this family had passed away and, you know, she had all these paintings in the house of like freaking birds and owls. Mm. Right. And uh, there was a, a miscarriage, a recent miscarriage. And they didn't know, like, you know, if it was a boy or a girl. But, you know, they, the thought was, like, well, you know, maybe it was a, a girl that they had the miscarriage with. And, you know, like, obviously, like, you know, they were talking about the mother that passed away that was seeing them through the eyes of the owls, like, which was a really weird. Mm. Uh, That's know. a pretty specific yeah, reference. That, yeah, that does seem specific. So, so if it's anything like that that comes up, then that's going to be like, you know, like, whoa, like, I'm looking for something specific like that. Now, uh they also like when my when my mother in law made the appoint made the appointment for me. Um, she was on the phone with her and she said that she was feeling something through the phone, and like you know oh uh, you know don't worry your your friend is going to be you know just fine after surgery or whatever, and you know apparently her friend was like going into surgery, and like obviously this person didn't know about that right. So so there's definitely is she okay? Yeah. No. Oh. Do you? But we were just we just had drinks, you know, around a fire, like the other night, and she was there. So, it was it's the stuff that she's coming up with is actually like legit so far. Like, and we'll see what happens when I go to see her. When you said that she was feeling something from the phone, other than what she said, like what was that? Did she not feeling from the phone? Like feeling through? Like like while I'm on the phone with you, I'm actually feeling a presence come through, and they just want me to let you know that. Oh, the part the medium said that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right. That's were you on a Were you on a landline or was it? Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't me. It was my mother. <laughs> were you on a landline or well, I'm just, no? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it was like a. Land, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a landline or a cell phone. Which, but it was probably wasn't a walkie-talkie, was it? Or what? Or what the medium was on? I don't even know if she was on a landline or a cell phone. So it I could have no been idea. like a Motorola, like you know, and then like you say something. Well, who knows? But no, but, dude, I think that's crazy. I think. I think if if this medium from what you're telling me seems pretty legit, it would be awesome if you got some stuff answered. I think it'd be badass. Mm-hmm. I'm like super psyched for you, man. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it seems like this is probably one of the more legit like mediums in, in the area. So, And the fact that she's allowing you to record it, I think, lends her, in my opinion, a little bit more credibility than most. Right. You know, because yeah, if that's, you, you allow somebody to record special. it, they can always tear it apart later, you know? Yeah. So... It'd be interesting, though, after you do this, depending on what the results are, I would be very interested to let 
to have Bruce Calver listen to it and see what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like the King. He's a, a magician that we work with. Like he's been all over and he's like pretty uh, famous. Yes. He actually doesn't believe in any kind of psychic or medium. He says that it's all like smoke and mirrors and like, it's, it's all about asking the right questions. So I'm, I'd like to hear him listen to it and then see what he says depending on what the results are regardless. Would be yeah, I would love for her to not ask me any questions and just tell me shit. <clears throat> like to me, that's, that's legit. Yeah. To me, it's legit to just go open, like to go in and just like open up with, Hey, so this is what I'm getting. Boom. And that's actually a pretty, right? that's a pretty legit thing to do. I mean, why do they need to ask you questions to tell you, you know, what's coming through? Exactly. I also feel like that there are certain people that do that though. Like, um, a lot of people are going to call me bullshit, but like that, that long Island medium, like, Oh yeah. Of, her, like I, I believe in her. I believe bit. in her dude. She'll like be in a supermarket and just walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, there's, I'm, I know this is crazy. Like I know that this is a weird place, but I, this is what I do. And like, she throws out references without asking them anything. I mean, it's reality TV. Like who knows what happens behind the scenes, but from what I can see, it seems pretty legit. Right. And then there's this dude she's like uh, in, a, in a supermarket. Yeah. She'll she's just, just like, like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, this is going to sound weird, but don't eat the grapes. They're your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's her, uh, Teresa Caputo. Yeah, Caputo. Yeah. And she's got like Sexy these long names. She's like, hey, I'm from Long Island. You know, hey. Yeah. She just kind of. Hey, I bada bing. I, I, love her hus- I love her husband. Her husband's always like rolling his eyes like, oh, will you not like just go up to this dude? Please? He's like, can we please just have our spaghetti at this restaurant? Yeah, like don't. <laughs> You know, don't. Oh, he looks fuck, like Daniel Craig, it. bro. Like I'm yeah, a she's, from the she's doing it again. Oh, jeez. Um, it's like it needs Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's another one. This dude, like the Hollywood medium or something like that. Oh, uh, I've seen him. He's at like the... blonde, like this blonde kid. Yeah. Yeah, like he does like sketch sketches and shit like that. But like he's pretty legit too. He doesn't ask any questions. He just like comes right out and is just like, "Yeah, this is what I'm getting." See, blah blah blah, and like everybody's like, "Oh my god." See the one people, the one guy that I watched a lot with my mother that people probably think I'm a is Jonathan is a, Edwards is John Edwards John crossing Edwards. over. Like he 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 would ask questions, but to the point where like it it was they were so vague. Like he would. He would see like, oh, I see roses. And when I see roses, it makes it, it's a reference to this. But then he would bring up something. And once the person said like the, he would narrow it down, though, it wasn't just like roses. And then like 10 people, he would throw out something that was very specific. And then he would narrow it down. And like that, that stuff was was very real to me. But like I said, it's also reality TV. So who the fuck knows? See, what the happens. thing with Jonathan Edwards is like he was in a a studio, right? Every time I saw his show, it was like, he was like standing up in the studio. There's an audience that's sitting out there. He's got his little Bobby Brown microphone on his head. Um, and he's walking around and he's asking questions, but we all know that those people had to line up to get in and we don't know like what happened. Like, you know, did, did they fill out a questionnaire? Did they fill out a form? Or and, those are, and, those are, and those are things that I've, I've thought about too. Yeah. So like that, that's the only thing with him, but with Teresa, it's like you said, she's out and about, like she'll just be in a supermarket and be like, oh, hey, I just talked to your cousin. Yeah, and like, you know, she's talking about like a cousin that died three years ago. Yeah. Uh, and she just talked to him like two seconds ago and he wanted me to let you know something. Boom. And, and mm. I and, you know, it's really weird. But listen, this is what's going on. Like that's that's to me, that's pretty chill. Like that's like legit. 
Well, dude, I got to say, man, I, I'm so interested to hear uh, what's going to happen with, with all this. And I can't wait to see what's going to how it's going to go down. Yeah, um, I'm curious. The fact that she is allowing you to, to record it is awesome, in my yeah, opinion. That's a that's a big step. Yeah, so, that's going to that's going to push my beliefs a little towards, you know, this could be real because I'm I am very skeptic. I want to believe that most people in life are skeptic about this until it's actually done to them. Yeah, like I think you have to kind of go through something and yeah. experience something to, for it to be more real. You can always watch someone, like you can be in a crowd and watch uh, like them doing it to somebody, but you can always easily grasp at the idea that, hey, maybe that person is planted in there. Maybe that person is there specifically for the medium's help to make it appear like she's she's getting these things right when really they just talked about this before the show. And he's like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand and you're going to say, oh, it's my daughter and I'm going to fake cry. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, no, I mean, I, like I said, I, I can't wait to see how, where this goes. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome, man. Regardless, June uh, 21st, man, that's when it's happening. So we'll know what, what I, don't, I don't even know what day that is, but we'll know the Friday after. Definitely. Um, so, or the Friday after next. I was I stepped online this morning and I saw that uh, that Kathy Griffin really is kind of in like the limelight right now for some bullshit that she pulled. Uh, apparently, she, uh, you know, held up like a head that looked like Donald Trump. that was bloody. It was all like ISIS style, like which I see. Yeah, I, fucked saw, up. I saw the pictures and she's dressed like she's in the fucking Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like she she thought it was going to be funny. She thought it was going to be a good idea, like, you know, just for like her fans and whatnot. But I mean, like even like her fans are like kind of giving her shit over it like and and it's you know it's just it was just it was, was tasteless line. it was it tasteless like i mean no matter who it was i mean i'm not you know it's like if you if she did that and just like texted it to people like her friends or whatever and then her friends like leaked it like i'd be like that's fucked up why do friends leak it but like the fact mm. that she did it and put it on twitter and you know made a thing out of it like that that's was pretty over the top yeah well, here's here's my thing too. Uh, look, I mean, freedom of the, speech. I'll, I'll say that. Like, she has the oh, right for sure. to and do it, see, and we've seen worse in movies. But then, yeah. But then the know? public has the right to criticize her over. And of it. course, but but there, I think there's kind of a line too. It's like, look, there are a lot of people out there that may not like Donald Trump, but in some respects, he is the president of the United States, and to yeah. make a statement like that visibly, like a, a I mean, that was honestly his head. It, you can't be can't say it's anybody else's it's bullshit to do that. Like whether you like him or not, he is the president, the chief and you know, the, I can't stand it's, him. It's, and I think it was wrong. I mean, well, like, that's I mean, the like thing. I, you, right, know, right, you, you know, who doesn't center. think it's wrong. ISIS, ISIS must be having a field day over this. I'm sorry, like, yeah, this exactly. is a big win for ISIS. Well, they're big. She's exhibiting ISIS behavior. This is, it's not a big win for ISIS. ISIS. I feel like it is. ISIS, ISIS doesn't like, give a shit about Kathy Griffin. I feel like Griffin. at least one member of ISIS saw that and they're like, ha ha, Kathy Lee. Uh, not Kathy Lee. <laughs> Kathy Griffin on our side. I like, <laughs> I like how they sound Chinese. I don't, you know, dude, you know me. I don't do accents well. I can do like goofy voices. Hey, how's it going? ISIS, yay! But, but that's not how they sound. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah. We I don't. Guess. Nobody knows how they really sound because they always disguise their voices with helium. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you give us a hundred thousand dollars, and we will kill this person. 
Like that's basically what it sounds like, yeah. all muffled. Nice. Um, but I don't know. I honestly, this sound like a <laughs> sound like a muffled version of Bane. <laughs> that's basically what it sounds like. Um, no, but I think it's fucked up, man. But hey, she uh, she CNN fired her because she usually does the uh, the New Year's Eve thing. Yeah, and and it's not like CNN is a friend of Trump. I mean, they they can't stand him either, and uh, uh, it's. Because of the whole like fake news thing and uh, yeah, but know, once somebody's in a negative making spotlight, the me- like making this. the media the enemy of the state, is uh, this- like that, like it's funny because like obviously they can't, they have no love lost for for this dude, but you know it's wrong. It's a it was a wrong it was wrong. Like a, you, two wrongs don't make a right. Is this a huge blow for Kathy Griffin? Because it's kind of like yeah, she lost her job. But who's like on New Year's? Who's She's, like, hey, let's tune into CNN. And I mean, the worst. Like, who's doing that? The worst that can happen is <laughs> is she gets demoted to the E list. Oh yeah. yeah. What's What's your New Year's Eve channel? Oh, I fucking watch it on Nat Geo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly, I think it's it's whatever for Kathy. I mean, she's gonna. She's going to continue to do her stand-up. Yeah, and you know, she still has her fans. She still has oh, her yeah, fans. Like, her fans are probably like, oh, that was a bad move, Kathy. But nobody's going to denounce her. Like, no. I mean, yeah. like, They're still going to go see her shows. I'm sure all of her fans feel the same way I do. Yo, that shit was funny. Shouldn't have fucking posted it on Twitter. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like behind closed doors, they're like, <laughs> yeah, but we shouldn't be laughing in public. Right. You know, it's kind of like a lot of the shit that like, Jim and Don and I talk about, I mean, would never go public because it's just, it's stuff that we find funny, but like, we're not going to, we're not going to fucking, <laughs> we're not going to put it out there in the open because it's stupid. You know, like we have, I don't know, man. Yeah, Jim, I don't know. I, I say a lot of stuff in public. <laughs> <laughs> Jim doesn't hold back too much. Uh, there's certain things. I think, <laughs> oh yeah. There's certain there's things. certain things I think would be I held back because it's because be careful we, of, yeah, we have hey, all but of I'll us totally. I'll totally make fun of it with you guys. There's, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like everybody... There's nothing in the world that I won't make fun of with my friends. I think all of us have... All of us deep down have a twisted sense of... All of us deep down have a twisted sense of humor. And it is what it is. Yeah, um, like I, I have the... I, I made it a point to find the photo so I could download it, save it to my phone because now I have it. And yeah. I can laugh about it. Right. Forever. Uh, forever, <laughs> even right. even after they've taken it off the internet, but it shouldn't have been on the internet. Is all I'm saying. Like, no. but thank you for putting it on the internet. What if yeah. Trump like retaliated and did the same thing? I Kathy just, would probably like, laugh like, about like, it. I probably Kathy would. Griffin's... I probably, sadly enough, I can see that happening. <laughs> it's just like all the TVs go straight to like this is an announcement from the White House and he just walks out and he's like ha ah, and holds it up <laughs> but the fucked up part is like we laugh but it's actually really her head yeah <laughs> so um, speaking of things being on the internet uh, recently over this past uh, as of yesterday I've been seeing on the internet a ton of stuff about uh, Wonder Woman and uh, how it's been released and there were great reviews about it so, I mean, that's a pretty big win for DC, it seems, so far. Uh, it's not a win for DC until it, is a win. Until it comes out. It so be, far, it's dude, a win. Dude, so far can it's I a say win. something? <laughs> yeah. Batman v Superman, yeah. before it came out, had rave reviews. Mm-hmm. It's the best fucking comic book movie ever. Blah, blah, blah. Everything else can eat a dick. And this movie is the fucking shit. Came out, and that movie was probably one of the most horrible pieces of shit ever. 
So that, if that, Chris that Pine, brainwashed me the first time we watched, when we watched it the first time, I was like, it was all right. Yeah, we went to D'Angelo's after and you wanted to kill yourself. I think yeah. we both did. Yeah. Uh, just because we honestly were like, it was pretty, pretty it was depressing. Yeah, maybe that it was D'Angelo's that was depressing. But, but honestly, it did, was depressing. Then we you, had D'Angelo's, which was more depressing. Yeah. Did so. you think, so as long as Wonder Woman. Was there not a subway anywhere? Was a, there wasn't. As long as an Amazonian woman, woman, Wonder Woman does not kiss Chris Pine, that is going to be a win for you, correct? That will be a minor win. Minor okay, win. What so is a she, big win? A big win is if they get it right. In, okay. And what do they need in this film to get it right? They need to fucking follow. They need to follow the blueprint, man. Like, look, everything that and, and people like, oh, you're a Marvel fanboy. You, you fucking, you know, ride Marvel's dick, blah, blah, blah. It, what Marvel did in their cinematic universe was follow the fucking blueprint. Right. That was laid out for them. Mm-hmm. You have years, like decades of fucking great stories to pull from mm-hmm. and and solid, solid fucking origin stories, costumes, uh, you know, interact like characters that are, you know, basically they're people. Right. Like they're they're fake people, but they're people like they're people that have their own personalities and their own way of reacting to things. And and what Marvel did was they followed the blueprint. Mm-hmm. What DC needs to do to have a win with Wonder Woman, Justice League, Batman, Superman, whatever they're doing is follow the fucking blueprint. OK, they did it with Batman. And as soon as Christopher Nolan's bat, well, not all of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies were great. Because I hated the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that great. But you know, with the first two, they followed the fucking blueprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the first Tim Burton Batman movie, they followed the blueprint. So with the, fucking good. With the with the um, with the Superman movies, the the Christopher Reeve ones, they followed the blueprints. Uh, Man of Steel was very close to following blueprints until the end. Until the end. Where he when, killed where, Zod. Where he kills Zod because there was no other way, which is fucking not Superman. That's not he would never mm-hmm. do that. Like I get why he did it, but for for my entire life, I always questioned why won't Superman kill these motherfuckers? And like here it but is, he never like, did. and now he does, and it's just like, dude, that's not fucking Superman. Yeah, that's right. It's just, just like I like when he did it, I was like, makes sense in the real world. Yeah. Totally but made sense. As a character of uh, you know of DC who's been beloved and he never killed anybody, this ruined it. The if biggest... I was if I was Superman, I would murder people. Oh yeah, if I was, yeah, but I but we're not Which is why you're not Superman. <laughs> we're, we're not Superman. Probably people who didn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> all like and and one of the things that he's always jaywalking's said, a crime, and then eye lasers. <laughs> you say jaywalking? Jesus. Christ. One of the things that he's, he's always said as a character. He's on his way to the supermarket. One of the things Superman's always said as a character is, "There's always another way," right? Yes. Always. There, there's right. always another way, and he just didn't find that that other way in the movie. So it's um, it's sad to me that DC can't follow the blueprint. <laughs> You have Batman v Superman, which was like Batman v Superman, like maybe what an hour and a half into the two hour movie. And then we actually got like a five minute fight and then they were fucking kissing and making up over the word Martha. So, yeah, well, you know, hey, it's Batman v Superman. I'm hoping that they got it right with with Gail Godel because she's yeah. she's fucking 
hot. She was like the best thing in Batman v Superman, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, and I and because of that, I think there's some hope for for Wonder Woman. I think that she's going to do a great job. From from what I can see, the previews look look great, but they're previews. So we'll see what happens. But honestly, you're taking you're, you're taking a pretty decent sized sampling of people who get advanced screenings which are which, all either related wait, to the, well, to no, the no, studio no 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 yeah. no not all yes. the time no we are maybe. not maybe we are not necessarily related to studios but we've gotten advanced screenings to deadpool and other things that we've gone to see and we don't have studio connections because but, the movie was good but but it's not the point that's the point we could have gotten a advanced screening for another movie that was shitty and but but, but I'm saying is, but overall wait a minute you're taking a sampling but of people. Sometimes these advanced screenings are kind of. I'm not trying to be oppositional. Yeah, I know, to, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. I, I am, my, but no. I, I want to explain it to you. But also, but wait, hold on. You're taking a sampling of people that are from different walks of life. Some are are Wonder Woman fans and comic book fans, and and for overall, this the the review so far has been positive. But DC in in their history of releasing screeners and and. And preview like they handpick the people who are exactly, going to watch and that's what I'm saying. Like this so isn't excuse the narrative. Yeah, this isn't like the same thing as Deadpool, where Deadpool was like they had an advanced screening like a few days before the release of the movie, and like the public was was given an opportunity to see it. Not all of the public, but some of the public was given an op- opportunity to see it, and they weren't like pre like interviewed. Like these are people that are either related to the studio. Or they are diehard DC fans that want nothing but great greatness for DC, and they're going to see this movie with fucking rose shaded glasses on. They see know. the film and they come out and they're like, "Oh, it was the fucking best thing ever!" So it's got a ninety-seven. Yeah, but I also feel like Tomatoes. we're never gonna know until we go see it ourselves. We could talk about this all day, bro. It's, it's hmm. like when you saying? it's like when you watch a trailer and you see the review that says the greatest movie of all time. And, and it's, it's not even like, out that's yet, not, but that's not the, that's not the whole thing. Like, yeah, they put dot, dot, dot greatest movie of all time, but what could have really been written is like the complete piece of shit. But my blind mentally challenged cousin thought it was the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I mean, like I said, I mean, they're all, they're all. Very good points. If you hand, if you're talking about hand picking an audience, we don't. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We're not going to know until we see it. Let's I mean, hope I said for the same thing. Sake that Wonder Woman does not kiss Chris Pine because that he'll walk out. I said the same thing about Ghostbusters, though. That we're not going to know until we see it. Yeah, and that was that was horrible. It was awesome. It was ho- awesome in a horrible. It was way. a good movie. It was a piece of shit. Um, but anyway, it actually did well. It did horrible. They didn't even make the fucking money that they put into it. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I didn't mean it did well money-wise. I mean, they did a good job with it, and I think people just fucking neglected it for no reason. So No, they neglected it because it was a shitty movie. But anyway, um, so... I, hey. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I think maybe I'm just a chauvinist. I just don't believe that women are capable of capturing ghosts. <laughs> Saying the exact thing that no one would ever say (laughs) is why I have this kid on the fucking podcast. Oh my god. Anyway, um, well, Jim, listen, um, we, I definitely love having you on the podcast. But I told you beforehand that today we were going to be talking about Alien. Yes, you're going to see this on Friday with your girlfriend. You have not seen it yet. I have not. So, so to spare you of spoilers, 
I'm, I've given you the option to leave the room, which you've chosen to do. Yep. So uh, he's going to step out for a minute, and Cooley and I are going to talk about my review of Alien because he hasn't seen it, and then we'll uh, we'll have Jim back come back in. Yeah, no problem, guys. You cool. do your show. I'm going to go in my car and do some lines. Now, okay, before cool. we do the uh, now before we do this, <laughs> we should take a break and hear from our sponsor. Supply and demand investing. Guys, not all investments are created equal. Did you know growth stocks devote most of their revenue in trying to expand or grow the company and offer investors little to no dividend payout? Sounds like fucking bullshit. Right? But value stocks split their revenue between trying to expand or grow the company and give their buyers dividend payouts. That sounds better. But the question is, which of these two means of investing do you think has performed better over the past 10 years? Well, to find out, go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. That's us, guys. Go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. Supply and demand investing helps compare investments in the hopes of delivering better than average results, whether they be long-term, short-term, or just something in the middle. And remember, like any good sports team, like the New York football giants, yeah. When it comes to investing, there are times to play offense by investing in things like the S&P 500 and times to play defense by investing in things like bonds, CDs, or cash. So I say, go Patriots! Yeah, but if we're talking defense, it's the New York football giants all day. Yeah, uh, but it's the Pats because they won last year. All right, man. So... We have been talking about this for weeks about theories and what exactly we think is going to happen. And Lord knows it happened. I went to go see Alien Covenant. Uh, you didn't go yet. I didn't. I don't know if I'm going to because of all the negative shit I've been hearing. I mean, I've heard. Uh, all right. If I was going to break it down into percentages, I've heard maybe like 90 percent negative shit, 10 percent positive shit. Uh, and I'm not talking about like, look. You gave me a lot of positive shit. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell me everything because you wanted to talk about it today. But you are the 10% <laughs> of the people that responded positively <laughs> right, right. to the movie. So um, you got to talk to me, man, and like make me feel something for this movie. Because like I, am st I have lost all feelings for this movie. It's all like right. I broke up with this shit all right, here we go. last week. So here's the thing. I, I, with that being said, I went twice. Um, I went better yet. Hold on. I, I am the blind date that fucking didn't show up. I fucking stood this movie up last week. Fine, dude. Because of all the negative shit that I've heard. Yeah. Which, which is fine. I mean, I, I, like I said before in the last podcast, last episode, I feel like if you're a big fan of the alien franchise, you're really going to have, you know, things to, to like about it. If you're not, and you're kind of like, and eh, about alien movies, you might not give a shit. But for me, you know, I'm invested in this and I really love the, everything about the franchise. So for me, um, you know, not, not going to lie. There were some things about it that I didn't necessarily like. Um, I went the first time, uh, I, I was probably about 80% and then I went a second time because, you know, my mom loves the franchise and, and no one was going to go with her. So I was like, mom, I'll totally take you. So we went and she loved it. Uh, my, my mother being a big fan of the alien franchise loved it. So here's the thing. I wrote some notes down um, in, the, in the second screening uh, just to kind of talk about this. Now, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, the, the positive things first. Um, the positive things. Um, I like how, and these are random notes that I put down. I like how as we progress in technology, 
we're getting to actually see how closer we are getting to what people see as futuristic technology. For instance, like when you're when they're in the ship and you see like, you know, they're they're surveying the planet and these like lasers come down that give us the whole layout. I feel like that's something that we're getting closer to and like they'll talk to mother who's like the voice of the ship. They're like, mother, give me how close are we to the storm of the, you know, whatever. And she's like, you are now 80 kilometers away. Would be, you know, 81 would be a, not a safe distance. And I'm kind of like, shit, that's fucking cool because we just started getting into Siri. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of the direction that we've always hoped we were going and we're getting there. Yeah. So, so that was kind of a positive thing that made me feel good. It's, it's hard to like, like nowadays it's hard to like really consider like what's really science fiction like the only thing that you can really say is like fictional is like the alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And getting and, to like some like weird planet that we've never seen before or heard of. Yeah. You know I mean, that's, that's fictional, but like the actual like means to get there and the means of like, you know, like the, com like the computer controlled AI, mm -hmm. whatever, uh, you know, like those types of things are like, yeah, you're right, man. Like we're in that age right now. It's like, all right, time to start thinking beyond that. Hell yeah. It, it's crazy. It really was crazy, man. I mean, I think that it's very possible for us in the near future to actually go to distant planets once we find out that we're not alone. Um, but it's crazy. Like things like hypersleep, which don't um, affect aging and also, you know, being in a, a, a hypersleep chamber for seven years. Like these people were going on a mission for seven years to get to a planet. Like, can you even imagine somebody being like, you're going to go to sleep for seven years wake you up when we get there. What? I can't even imagine that dude, but that's, nah. that's stuff that could happen in the future. Now um, hypersleep, like how does it work in the alien universe? Um, well, all I know is that you go do into you, it. Is it ageless? Yeah. You go like, into, do you wake up in the same, with the same like physical capabilities yep. that you, yep. that you went to sleep with? Exactly. So they like, like Ripley in, in the original alien series, she woke up uh, in this, in the second one and she, like her, it was an accident. She should have never been asleep for that long. But like her daughter had already like grown up and was like a grandmother was like older than her and she had missed her entire life. Um, so there are things like that that are that are disturbing aspects of how things could go wrong. Um, but with that being said, that was one of the cool things. Um, I really I thought that Michael Fassbender was phenomenal. Um, he played two different characters. He played the new Android Walter and the uh, Android David that he played in the first movie. You got to see... You, you got to become more familiar with his point of view. Um, like David is a free thinker, right? Was he James McAvoy good? If not better. I mean, I think, I think James McAvoy is a different, is a good actor, but I, and think, I asked like you saw split. Yeah. You saw how he handled multiple roles in the same movie. Mm -hmm. Like, was it like that? Was it that good? If not better, it, it was that good, but there wasn't going to be much of a difference between the two characters because he is still an Android. Where this other, where James McAvoy had completely different personalities, like Walter and and David are very similar, but in specific ways they're different. Like um, one of the things about this movie, and I'm going to talk spoilers, guys, so so that's why Jim's not here. But deal with it. Um, if you don't want to hear it, turn it off. Walter is, deal with it is an android who is uh, he doesn't have the ability to create hmm. anything where David did. Um, David also uh, was a model that, did, that they, you find out they did away with because he scared people. 
because like he was a model like like he he's become he was obsolete like old they, navy model or a model like that they don't make anymore <laughs> yeah. oh, okay all right because gotcha. yeah because he doesn't he he was a, he had the ability to be a free thinker and the fact that he could make his own decisions scared humans he hmm. shouldn't be able to think like like a, a human right he should be able to only follow a certain moral code and date and walter can only do what humans want him to do right he can't make decisions he can't kill anybody uh you know things like that where david right. david could technically go that way um so um and david does things but but depending on what he thinks is right like i said he doesn't have a so moral david's code. like ultron yeah in a sense uh, very, very good parallel. Um, also, um, I respect David's point of view, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, the other thing is, um, I really liked, uh, a lot more than I thought. I really liked Danny McBride in this movie. Um, I thought he was great. He, he, he actually was took away the yelling Danny McBride and you got to see him actually get emotional in some scenes, which I thought was really cool. Um, I, I haven't seen that side of him in any movies yet. And I thought this was a good opportunity for to, to see another side of him as an actor. So I thought that was really good. There were certain scenes, um, when you bring in the, uh, alien that we all know, as far as the CGI, I thought was decent. Um, so now getting into some of the, the, the things that I did not like, um, Things that are written into the script for because it's technically a, a horror sci-fi movie. Um, in Prometheus, they got onto this unknown planet with helmets on because one, it didn't have a a world where they could breathe oxygen, so they needed to have helmets on for that. Um, I think helmets can be good for a couple different reasons. Uh, you're not breathing in unfamiliar air. You're not breathing in things that could possibly be harmful to you that you haven't had the uh, you haven't had the time to. Um, scientifically analyze yet, right? Mm -hmm. So that one might, might, might be one reason. They get off this ship, which has an oxygen-filled land, and uh, they are breathing in whatever. So your ears, your nose, your eyes, whatever, are open to whatever you come in contact with. So in the fact that they didn't wear helmets, I thought was stupid, regardless if it's, a, if it's an oxygen-filled atmosphere. Wear a fucking helmet, right? Uh, which is why some of these people got sick. Um, the other thing too is that the alien that came out of the first and second person I thought had pretty bad CGI. Um, I thought it was it just was to, pretty just shitty. To, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, do like, it. You know what allergies are, right? Right. Like your body's just not used to mm -hmm. having, you know, like the pollen or whatever it is that you're allergic to, mm -hmm. and it doesn't have the antibodies to like fight it and you end up getting allergic reactions. Right. You're on an alien planet. You can breathe oxygen. Sure. But I am fucking positive that there are tons of things on this planet that you're going to be allergic to. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and, and that's the problem is that, um, you know, you're going into an unfamiliar planet, which they, which first of all, they didn't, uh, plan on going there. They had a mission to go to this planet. They had already done uh, uh, tests on or had surveyed uh, extensively. And then all of a sudden they get a, they get a radio transmission from Dr. Elizabeth Shaw in the first movie who she was basically playing around with the ship's controls that he took off on. And it's a transmission of her faintly singing. Um, I think it's old country road by John Denver. 
and basically symbolizing that she wants to go home and has no way of getting home. Right, okay. And and they and they go to that planet because they hear a human voice and there's a there's no way that anybody could be alive on that planet, so they go there, which was the wrong choice, and they find that out when they get there. Um, but you know they're walking onto this planet and they're stepping on these things that it looks like uh, like some kind of animal took a shit because they're little balls of looks like crap, right? And they step on them and these spores come out, and they're activated by any kind of anything in the air that's of of living tissue. So this guy's in the woods having a smoke and. He steps on one of these spores and the thing comes up and he blows a smoke ring and the particles that were in the air activate because they were, uh, they were touched by something in his, in his air, his oxygen that he expelled from his mouth. They activate, they fly around, they form into this little fucking thing that goes into his ear and they show you it goes into the air canal and goes into his tissue and spreads like a fucking web. And all of a sudden, like fucking two hours later, you gotta, you gotta, and that's the other thing about this movie. You have to be, you have to very, you have to listen to what they say about how long it's supposed to take them to get to different destinations because they skip time very crazy. Mm. Like you see somebody get sick in what seems like 10 minutes, but it's actually been three hours. So, and I had to really pay attention to that, but this guy gets sick. It looks like he has the flu, right? You know, you know, you're not supposed to bring him into quarantine and all this stuff, but they bring him onto the ship and then this thing comes out of him. But it's, it's, what uh, comes out of them? It's like this, it's called the Neomorph. It's uh, like a white type alien that doesn't look like the alien that we know, yo. Not, not yet, not the black alien, but it looks like a form of an alien. It's very aggressive and very vicious and, um, and basically just wants to attack you and kill you and eat you. Um, but is it in it does it look like the alien only it, white? Yeah. Oh yeah, it does symbolize what we know as the alien, but some different features like the back of the head is is pointed. It's not rounded. Mm. Um so there's some similarities. Obviously it looks like an it looks like an albino alien with some differences. Because and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain that. So there are uh, um there's a lot of things about this movie that were confusing to people, and I think that's why they didn't like it, is the pathogen that goes into his air, his ear is very different than what we know makes the alien now. And I'll explain that. So, no, I know, I know that, like, I get that, but I'm saying why introduce, like, it's weird to me that they're introducing a different style of like, but it's infection. not, but it's not weird. It's not weird because you, you get to understand what this pathogen that these creators came up with and what it does, it fucks with the DNA of somebody's of somebody and, and uses them as a host to turn into something. It takes a somewhat human form, but it also has the pathogen side to it. So it takes an alien like form, which is it's albino. It's, it's very white. It looks very strange. It's not what we know as the alien. When we, when David shows up and saves them from these two white aliens trying to attack them in this field, he says, follow me. You follow him. He's been on this planet for 10 years with Elizabeth Shaw because that's where they, their ship crashed, right? Mm-hmm. He, you find out that he dropped all of these canisters of shit all over the creators and wiped them the fuck out. He destroyed all of them because they landed on their planet. They were all waiting for the ship to arrive. You see them all standing there and, and he drops these canisters of shit all over them. And murders them. And he basically says, I wasn't built to be served. Right? So he takes them all out. Right? Then 
uh, it, you, you, David goes in and Walter sees David and David sees him and he's like, Oh, hello brother. <laughs> and he basically says to him, he's like, he's like, well, you don't seem surprised to see me. And he's like, every mission needs a good synthetic. So he knows that he's the new version of him, but he starts to figure out what the differences are. There's a really good scene where he teaches him how to play this like flute almost. And you see the differences. The skin flute. Sure. Uh, it basically, it basically is like, a, it looks like a recorder, like a flute. And basically he teaches him like how to create something. And, and David is able to create his own tune where, where Walter can't cause he's not, doesn't have the ability to create. And he talks about the differences between them. And, uh, it was a lot of what you had expected that they were going to get in a room together and have a conversation and they were going to see what the differences were. And that was a lot of that. And you get right. to see where they defer. Um, and, and David had long hair when he first saw them and he cut his hair to look more like Walter. And, um, but there, but he also eventually talks about how he had been, he had been experimenting genetically with this pathogen in these canisters to see exactly what it did. So he had all these different things that, that, that looked like aliens, right? Um, there was one that looked like a, a weird form of it. There was another one that looked um, a little bit more like the one that we know. But then uh, he also talks about how he buried Elizabeth Shaw. And you find out that's not the case. At the end of the movie, you see her body. And it's been cut open from the bottom, like open. And what he did is he used, in my opinion, because... Let me take a step back. Uh, Billy Crudup, the guy that you know is like he becomes the captain of right. the ship. He um, he basically takes. Is he the captain originally, or he becomes the captain? He becomes the captain because James Franco was burned to death in his cryostasis. How soon? Uh, like James Franco doesn't have any movie, have any lines in the movie. He literally dies before in cryostasis. All you do is see him catch on fire and scream. Then they take out his dead body, and then his wife, who is the main character, the Ripley type character in the film, she plays a video back of them like mountain climbing, and that's like the only lines he has. So if you haven't watched The Last Supper uh, on YouTube, you're not going to see him have any lines, right? But for people that are listening. Oh, so he doesn't have any lines in the movie? No, he dies almost, I'd say, four minutes in. So The Last Supper is not the first like no, 10 minutes of the movie. That's not even in the movie. The stuff, that, the stuff that we saw online and the stuff about Walter and her. Like what happened? See, that's kind of cool. Like I like that they did that because now, like it's it's a reason to watch the Last Supper online and see that connection. Yeah, yeah. And then you then you go watch the movie. Like that's actually really cool. Like I've seen plenty of like prelude preludes and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like prologues and whatnot mm -hmm. that end up just being part of the movie. And it's just like, what's the point? Like, why did I watch that? You know, like now I just missed. Now I watched 10 minutes of the fucking movie that I'm going to, I just paid to see. Right. Like it, but it's cool that they did that. They separated the two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they, and the thing about this is that they, um, you know, she, she basically sees him die and is struggling with that the entire film. And you see, Billy Crudup's character basically goes into this. He's having David explain everything to him. You know, like you better tell me what the fuck's going on or I'm going to, I'm going to seriously fuck up your perfect composure. And that's a line in the movie that was funny. And they, uh, they get to this room where you see all these eggs. Right. Mm -hmm. And he tells him, he's like, 
He's like, he's like, oh, well, what are they wait? What are these eggs waiting for? And, and David says, mother. And he says, it's perfectly safe. Come on in. He's like, so he shines a light on one of the eggs and it opens up. And he says, don't be afraid. You know, you, you can take a look. He takes a look and the face hugger comes out. Right. Right. Um, now, after listening to him talking about genetic experimentation and seeing Dr. Shaw's body at the end of the movie, I think what happened is that he took uh, Dr. Shaw's reproductive system and created these eggs. And so she is technically one of the first queens of these eggs, right, that have been created by Walter where he genetically, you know, um, messed around and basically created what we know as the face hugger, right? So when the face hugger jumps onto Billy Crudup's face, um, you know, it, it bursts out and that is what becomes the only, the one alien or the second like the alien, xenomorph. The xenomorph in the film. There are two of them. Um, but There are two xenomorphs? There are two xenomorphs and one comes up later in the film. I'll let you guys figure that out. But basically, um, that is what we know as the alien. So, so the I've, one- heard, I've heard that there's too much... And we, I asked you this like before, but you wanted to wait until we talked about it on, on the podcast. Uh, I've heard that there's too much of the alien to like actually make it like very. Uh, I don't know, like because like the, the original suspenseful. Yeah, because the original Disagree. alien movies like were were like, you know, they were they were high. They were not hiding, but they were like hunting. OK, so here's the thing. Um, agree and disagree. I disagree because I don't think there was too much of the alien. I think what they did wrong in this movie was the gestation process is completely off. Like when something goes into somebody, now the whole like spores that go in, I don't know how fast that works, but all I know is that when a face hugger went on somebody in the first alien movie, it was on the guy for two days and then it fell off by itself and died. Right. And then it took him about another day and a half for it to burst out of his chest. You got this thing jumping on Billy Crudup's face, right? It jumps on his face, and then literally 20 minutes later, it bursts out of his chest. Right. Bullshit. That doesn't happen. In the first Alien vs. Predator movie, they got that all wrong, too. It was, you know, it, it jumps on somebody's face, it falls off, they burst out of their chest 20 minutes later. It, the timeline didn't make sense. And that's the only thing that frustrated me about this movie is that it takes a lot longer when you look at the first alien movie for this stuff to actually happen. So the gestation process was all off. Um, the other thing, um, just a couple last things is that, um, I think that, um, you know, Daniels and T are the only person to survive at the end of the movie. You see, uh, Walter, which interestingly enough, like, well, I'm not, I'm actually, I'm going to disregard that comment. I want people to watch this movie to figure out, uh, how it ends. Um, but I will say this, there are two androids, so you take a guess to which one makes it out. Um, anyway, um, that's all I, I really want to talk about at this, aside from one more fact that the people that uh, hold guns in this movie are horrible shots. Um, anybody who is holding a rifle that has short or fast, like continuous bursts, if there's an alien in front of you, please don't fire short bursts. Just fucking unload on this motherfucker. And they're like, is it dead? Is it dead? I'd be like, so the fucking thing wasn't moving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these people are dumb. So, um, and they're a lot harder to kill, apparently. Um, but uh, then again, so that's all I got on Alien Covenant. What do I give the movie out of one out of a 10? I'd say I give it an eight. Um, an eight? You I, said a seven. 
Yeah, but I, after seeing it a second time, I give it an eight. There okay. Are, um, I really there's a things some things I missed in the first movie, but I watched it again and I, I I brought it up to an eight. My mother watched it and I asked her before she left yesterday. I said, "What do you give it?" And she said an eight. So and that was before I had made up my own. And that's somebody's only seen it once, and she's a big fan of the Alien franchise. She really loved it. Um, it opens it up for a ne- another one, which, as far as I know, Ridley Scott is going to do one more, which leads into the original Alien. Um, and and as we talked about previously. Sigourney Weaver is going to be coming back um, to do a follow-up to Aliens. Three and four didn't happen, with, uh, directed by Neil Bloomkamp, uh, also starring Michael Bean, who played Hicks, so he's going to be coming back. Um, and it has to take place after the second, because if you're familiar with Aliens and the third one, he was already dead. So um, I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. Um, you know, I, I guess one more thing I'll say is the Aliens movies or the alien movies really need to stop paying tribute to past heroines like Ripley. If you're going to kill the alien, please do it in a unique way and stop trying to copy what they've done in the past films. Show us something that we haven't seen yet. Make it original. We know Ripley was a badass, but it's time for you to fucking kill the alien in a new way. That's all I got to say. Um, so with that being said, let's take a, a three second break and then we're going to bring Jim rock back in for the rest of the podcast. Three, two, one. Hi, how's it going, guys? Yeah, so we're yeah. back. Um, all right, so we just finished talking about Alien, and uh, listen, we got uh, Injustice. We uh, we picked up, all of us picked up a yes, copy of Injustice. It. Came out uh, last week, and... Um, I had finished the fucking story in, like, two days. I finished it twice in, like, two days. <laughs> yeah, you so, you're, like I spent my first, like I spent like at least ten hours, like just fucking, like just going through the story mode, like twice, and just fucking doing everything I could, like selecting different characters, like because like they give you options in certain spots where you can choose, like either Blue Beetle or Firestorm or, right, uh, you know. So yeah. you went and you chose like everybody that you chose the first time around. You chose the opposite. Yeah, the right. Because around. the first time around, I went on just like my my preference. Like I was like, oh, dude, I love Green Arrow, so I'm going with Green Arrow. I went with Black whatever. Canary. Yeah, oh. Black Canary is dope. She's a good, she's a good player in that game. Like I love her style of fighting. Her style of fighting is kind of like very like it's counter heavy. Like I mean, like you 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 attack and like he she does like some like crazy like I'll flip you over my back type shit with your own momentum type. Yeah. Like she's oh, yeah. great. Well, she can, she's fucking awesome. You can jump in there, do something quick, and then scream them away and. Freaking back off again. Mm-hmm. It's I just mean, quick strikes. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the game overall, like the story mode, I just finished it today when you guys you were totally here. Just totally nerded out on was, black. Was and pretty it. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought, I thought the story mode was awesome. I really liked it. I thought that um, it was a nice follow up to the first Injustice because the first Injustice was was a decent game, but I thought it could have they could have done a little bit more with it. And this was a way for them to kind of follow up and, and do some things I don't I don't think they did in the first movie. Like we got to find out a little bit a little bit more about Superman. Um, he's just can continuously been kind did of we, a dick. Did we learn more about Superman though? I completely enjoyed the game, but did we learn anything new about Superman that we didn't already learn from the first Injustice? Well, Is there that was Superman's wh- like the dick of the well, world. It's kind of like just how he got a- separated from Superwoman in the oh, first, like that oh, was, yeah, that was interesting. You That's know? right. Like I feel like she, I feel like what we learned is that he's irredeemable. Like I, I I always felt like the first one left you with like oh he's in prison now and maybe he'll have time to think and reconsider his stance and like he'll 
you know, the next time we come around, like he might actually be a hero again, but uh, we've learned that he's irredeemable. He does. He just, he is broken after losing Lois. Oh yeah. Right. And yeah. And Metropolis. He loses Metropolis twice. He loses it once in the first injustice with the Joker. Mm -hmm. And then he loses it again when Brainiac takes the city. Like he literally loses it because it's yeah. gone. He loses yeah. it with Green Lantern. And like no one could have given less <laughs> of a shit, even Green Lantern, that that city was gone. Did you yeah, watch Green that cutscene? <laughs> like Coast City, my family. And they're like, no, they're gone. And he just bows his head and that, that's it. That's all they yeah, talk. And no then, one confides and then we just in them. move on. They're just like, that's it. Yo, Get over that, it. that speaks a lot to the power of willpower. Well, they also were trying to save the world. Right. So that was urgent. Well, what, I, what was it that you pointed out that like Aquaman yeah. actually fucking like can generate, yeah, he, like, like well, he flood he, the world? He's like, what are you, are we supposed to assume that he drowned the world? Well, no, okay. <laughs> he has I a get, super move. Yeah, I get this. Like, you know, games like these DC games, they don't have to be set in reality because, in essence, it's not reality. It's superheroes. But as a game, sometimes they put stuff in there just for fun. And it just, to me, it's funny that Aquaman's super move, like super special move, like the fatality of Mortal Kombat, is he just, he rushes in a whole bunch of water that just completely encompasses the whole screen and the stage and then jumps out of a whirlpool and it's stormy skies and a fish fucking grabs the guy and takes him down into the depths. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. Did he, did he just drown the whole world? Like the whole, like everything that you see was at least on the screen, what, 50 feet underwater at least. Like that makes More me, than everybody that. Like in the world. And for feet. the, and for that amount of time, I feel like most people would be dead or probably all of them. Look, I know. Where's like, the sea gonna re like subside back into the sea, which is probably where all the people get sucked into. Look, I know that most people, not most people, most games, uh, <laughs> cost a lot of money to make, right? So, like, I'm passionate about this. So, so like, they charge you like sixty bucks for the game, right? Yeah. But yes. then they also charge you, like, they charge me, like, a hundred bucks for the game. To get the complete fucking experience, right? It wants I us would to do love, that too, me and Tony. I will, and this is this is a shout out. Like I'm hoping that you know somebody from you know WB Games or from uh, you know what what's the name of the studio? Uh, Nether Realm Studios. Nether Realm Studios. I'm hoping that somebody hears me and 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 understands what I'm telling them. When you have like a special move like that that has environmental elements keep in mind the stage that you're fighting like if they can like develop just some kind of like background difference in the state like based on the stage that you're in because it, it didn't make sense like i'm in space right yeah oh yeah yep but we're talking batman or superman yeah but but batman is like you know now like his his like he sends you up in your little fucking parachute and you know, the, the plane catches you and like you see the moon and the clouds and all that shit. And it's like, dude, like that's not where I'm at. You're in Brainiac spaceship. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, just have like just have some consciousness around like what I think the technology is there that they can do that. Or you know? I like I like the game, but I'm going to be a little a little critical of it 
uh, because I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. And the last game that came out uh, that NetherRealm Studios put out was uh, Mortal Kombat. And to me, and I understand the lore of Mortal Kombat is a lot larger than at least these Injustice games are. I'm not talking about the DC Universe. I'm just talking about the games and their control by NetherRealm. But there was just, there's so much more to, to um, <clears throat> there's so much more that you get in Mortal Kombat with all these fatalities and all these super moves. In Injustice, I almost feel like they get one cool special move. Why can't you have two or three of those for each character? Well, like, yeah, the, I feel right. like they I should be... Like I feel like they on a should be including like the Xbox, more. You should be able to have more because Mortal Kombat just had so much. Well, I mean, right. so the thing. much that a fan could geek out on. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that we're we're living in a, a world now where I feel like they've actually opened up like Mortal Kombat to downloadable content. So I think that what they're doing is pushing is pushing out the first wave of shit, and then they're gonna like release new stuff where they'll probably have more than one super move. Or they might actually have some other like costumes and stuff, but I mean, I hope that's something that they put out. I we, mean, it would we be used nice to talk about Mortal Kombat DLC. We'd hope they'd put out extra fatalities for characters. Well, they actually haven't even released DLC three yet. I don't think that's happening anymore. Which that's... I think is bullshit because they they have the opportunity to do it. They just didn't. We're going down the rabbit hole. But with but, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you you'll get your DLC three, quote unquote, maybe in. Injustice, because like just I don't know if you've if you know this or not, but I know that Raiden and Sub Zero are definitely downloadable characters. I wasn't aware of Raiden. I knew Sub Zero because they already for, came out with for the trailer. Injustice, right? Yeah, the first three characters yep. is oh, Sub Zero, awesome. Starfire, and Red Hood. Wait, when did that when did that fucking come DLC, about? Was yeah. that like was that like like forty eight hour news ago? Like when the hell no, did that is, come out? No, this is this has been a thing. Like they they we'll showed show you they the showed Starfire. They showed Starfire. I think Fire. I've seen a portion of it, but I thought it was bullshit. They showed Starfire as like a definite, uh, but in the background you can see Black Manta and what looks like Sub Zero, um, and then the other one was. Uh, was Raiden and Raiden is absolutely like noticeable in the background because they were uh, silhouettes and you could see like the shape of his hat mm -hmm. and like the way that he looks and whatnot. So um, I also think that um, Scorpion might be the third downloadable character. Right. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think you'll have Scorpion, Sub-Zero and, and Raiden um, as your Mortal Kombat in inclusions. Um, but you know, again, that all remains to be seen, but I know at least, at least Sub-Zero and Raiden are going to be in there. Uh, Starfire is going to be one of the characters from DC and Black Manta is going to be the other. And there's going to be like an, a third, uh, DC character as well. Well, they just dropped re uh, the Red Hood trailer, the gameplay trailer. I saw that one for Red Hood. Nice. I saw that. That looks pretty good actually. Well, um, a lot, a lot of stuff to come about as far as Injustice is concerned. Um, you know, I'm glad that I found uh, finished story mode. We're going to actually check out Injustice and play multiplayer uh, shortly after this. So that'll be fun. Um, but, dude, uh, Jim, I definitely want to touch upon one other thing. Is you went to see Metallica 
which I was originally supposed to go to. You were but, supposed to come see it. But uh, not not that I didn't want to go. You so, had other engagements, which completely I, was understandable. Yeah, I had but to go to... But they're also top secret. Yeah, I, well, I ha- all I can say is that I had to go to L.A. and I was on a show, and that's <laughs> all I can say right now. What? Um, yeah, so... That's all I can say, oh, but but man. I will tell you this is Were that, the chin uh, blossoms there? They they may have been. Uh, uh, <laughs> all I can tell you is that um it was a great experience so far and uh, I will keep you guys posted as I can as things develop. Um but with that being said, I could not go to the concert. Uh so Don went and and it was Metallica and, and dude just what, what how was it? Was it, I no, heard it was awesome. Before you get into it, I just want the the ans- the questions that I want answered during your your dissertation ask, ask away no I'm, I'm, gonna try and, I'm gonna try and keep it as short as possible because i can go days on i i, I on love this you topic. too um like do they go through their their progression like do they start with ride the lightning and and move forward or is do it do you mean do they go through their discography chronologically yeah no they do not it's just whatever no, but I mean, well, they, uh, well is, I heard they ended included, with Enter though? Sandman. Oh yes, they entered yeah. with Enter is Sandman. Is everything well, they, included they though? Realistically, ended with a fucking fireworks display that lasted <laughs> a good ten minutes. Like it was a legit Fourth of July fireworks. Like, of course. Oh yeah, at the end. Um, but no, they played like all their. They played all their huge hits. They played a bunch of stuff from their new album, which has been getting great reviews. And you uh, sent me a video of, of some of Halo on Fire, which I clearly could hear you singing it. Oh, I you <laughs> recorded it. Every when we, I'll show you some of these videos. Just the scope of it is so grand. Um, but in through all the videos, all you hear is me singing it. Yeah, every yeah. single one of them. Uh, but it's just we're talking explosions. We're talking fire, like fire fucking cannons that are shooting 20 foot high fireballs and you're just feeling the heat smash your face we're talking fire on stage we're talking freaking 50 foot tall like tv six of them that are playing all sorts of music videos and just oh these all this personalized stuff dedicated to the song they're playing yeah it was it's just very it's by far the grandest concert that I have ever seen. I mean, just in the the spectacle of it all, you're not going to come across anything. You're not going to come across anything even remotely close to seeing that Metallica concert. Did, it was gigantic. Did, did you feel that uh, they they played like every song that you had wanted? Me personally, um. Well, every, you know, everybody has like a tailor-made set list of obscure songs and stuff, but am I happy, like genuinely happy with the set list? Yes, of course. Yes, I am. They, they hit on like the big songs that I wanted to hear. They played the Unforgiven, which was my, uh, which is my favorite song. Nothing else matters. You sent me the video of that. Nothing else matters played. Uh, they played Fuel and Master of Puppets, and uh, they played this song Halo on Fire, which happens to be one of my more uh, uh, favorable songs of the new Who's album. Who's that bassist now? Rob Trujillo. 
Yeah, but he f- he covered- used to play in suicidal tendencies. Wait, is and it, he is also it, used to be a bassist for Ozzy Osbourne. And he's been the bassist of Metallica for how long? A long time. He has been a bassist for Metallica since 2003, uh, right after they recorded their Saint Anger album. They hired Rob Trujillo right before they went on tour. Right. Did he did he start right after Newstead or? Um. Not. Not right away. Uh, Jason Newstead quit before he could lay down almost any bassist tracks on St. Anger, their 2003 album. So the uh, producer, Bob Rock, who has been a longtime producer since the Black Album, Mm -hmm. he played bass on that album. But he's like the giant Hispanic dude, right? Yes, he's a giant Hispanic dude. Like he's like fucking like. And yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got these. Like four long kind of dread ponytails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, he doesn't have that anymore, but he did. He did, right? I I know who you're talking about though. Like that dude is fucking massive. Yeah, he's he's big. He uh. Yeah, nobody, nobody. I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I just haven't been satisfied with anybody after Cliff though. Cliff Burton. Yeah. Well, Robert mm. Trujillo is the only other uh, bassist that doesn't use a pick when he plays. It's very reminiscent of Cliff Bur- right. Burton. We're going down a complete. Yeah. Rabbit hole of Metallica. You just wanted to know how the show was. And it was huge. It was gigantic. So Don actually told me that like one of the best parts of the concert was actually like, he's like, dude, he's like, I was walking around with Jim. He's like, and Jim was like a little kid in a candy store. He, this is hit like his quotes. He's like, he was like, Oh my God, that shirt's from 2001. That shirt's from like, I have that shirt. Like he's like, dude, he's like, Jim was losing it. He's like, I was having the best time just watching him geek out over this shit. I'm, I'm a huge Metallica nerd. Um, I'm well, not Metallica the, is I'm your not band. The, I'm not the number one Metallica fan of all time. Um, but I do own 40 Metallica shirts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, all the puss head uh, friggin' Yeah, artwork. I'm a big fan of their puss head work. Yeah. Well, dude, you know, I, as uh, as awesome as this sounds, man, I'm sorry that I could make it, but there will be another time, I, and I will make that one. Um, but uh, thanks for Yo, giving when it. That, when that other time comes, yeah. let's make sure that I get a, uh, a heads up. Hell yeah, man. Because I will definitely fucking buy a ticket and be in because I love Metallica. Like it's the only, it's the first heavy metal group that I ever got into. Yeah, me too. I'm more of a, I'm more of a hip hop guy, like out of everything that I listen to than I like. Who's your, who's your favorite? Favorite what? Who's your favorite artist of all time? Like hip hop or out of everything? I mean, if we're talking, say both. Like I would say Metallica just because of their they they have a believe it or not like their their roots like they're all musicians mm-hmm. right oh yeah hardcore and that's a that's a thing for me like I I, I like people that are musicians first and then are like you know like superstars heavy metal, later yeah superstars later right like these guys like fucking know how to play their instruments. Yeah. And like, so it's between, it's between Metallica and the roots. Okay. Because the roots are a, uh, an both actual, incredible choices. Yeah. They're both fucking musicians first. And they, they both like all, they all do their, they all do their thing, their individual thing perfectly. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a My Chemical Romance fan. Of course. Yeah. Love them. But Unfortunately, I, they disbanded. Exactly. But I feel like the individual pieces of that band, are 
they got to be Metallica fans because I feel like they all kind of like have like a Metallica influence. Oh, of course. Um, we got to, we have to, the next episode should just be all music really related. Right. I'm down with that. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's do that. Definitely, man. If there's another, uh, we've got way too much to talk about on this subject. If yeah, there's another, sure. if there's another Metallica concert, I am, I am down. We should have a, uh, we should have an episode just on, on music and, and Metallica and our favorite bands. Um, but uh, on another note, I think that's pretty much all we got uh, right now for, for this week on the Red Bear Podcast. Uh, Jim, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. So, and uh, Cooley, uh, you got anything else, bro? Just that one thing. <laughs> I got Overwatch on sale for okay. 38 bucks. It Word. was the Game of the Year edition, yeah. which came with a bunch of shit or whatever. But that's that's neither here nor there. But I do heavily fucking endorse overwatch as a game to pick up because it's a lot of fun you can play 10 minute fucking rounds uh and just like get your game on there's a ton of different characters that you can get and each one has a different way of playing them we'll talk way more about it next time but um i just for now i just want to get the word out that this is definitely a game that you should be into awesome hell yeah we're all picking it up all right, well, I'll, uh, we will catch you guys next week on the Red Bear Podcast. Until then, later.